We're going to be in Ephesians. Ah, I forgot to put the page number up there for you. We're going to be in Ephesians. It's on page 1076 in the Pew Bible. Let me encourage you to turn there. As you see, I have help today. Uh, Paul spent close to three years. We won't have to. We won't have to mess around. Sorry, Ron. Paul spent uh, close to three years in Ephesus uh, here. He wrote to the Ephesian church while he was in prison. This was a church that he had um, started while he was on his missionary journey, and it was really still kind of a, a growing, fledgling thing. Now, when he sent this letter to them, this letter was meant to be circulated, meaning it was meant to be distributed to many of the churches and read in the churches. Now, it contains a lot of implications, great, really, implications for individual life as well as for church life. Ephesus was a very major city in Asia Minor, and uh, it was, it was the uh, center for um, trade coming through, and a lot of people then would be exposed to it. Now, some of the letters are written to address particular heresies. Ephesians is not one of those letters. Ephesians does not address a particular heresy at all, but rather Paul is expanding uh, the vision of his readers, uh, their vision of God, as well as his understanding his blessings more and his eternal purposes, his goals for the church. God's goals for the church are all laid out here. Now, a couple of times Paul breaks out into prayer as he is writing this. And it's a prayer for not just the Ephesians, because, as I said, this letter was meant to be circulated. This is a prayer for all those who would be hearing this word read, including us. Today we're going to do something you may never have been a part of before, uh, in, a, in a church service anyway. What we're going to do is read the book of Ephesians in its entirety. We're going to read all six chapters. This is going to be the best sermon I never preached. Um, we're not going to make any comment on it. We're simply going to allow God's word to speak to us. If you'll notice, the outline in your bulletin is blank, intentionally. Because as we read, I think that God is going to show you some things and point out some things to you perhaps that you maybe forgot about, didn't notice before, or see in a new light. I would encourage you to take a moment and write it down so that you remember what God has been showing you. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We have sung about it. We have talked about it. Every week we, we look at it and spend time in it, but today we want to spend the entire time in your word. I ask you to open our minds because it is not a, a, any magical thing from the word itself. It is a powerful thing as your spirit connects it to our lives. I thank you for the way in which you designed, in which you worked in people's lives to to help them uh, come to that place and use their experiences even in recording your word and in getting your word and in transmitting it to us. So we have your word faithfully preserved for us today. I don't think we can do any better thing than spend time in it, Lord. So today, as we spend time in your word, I ask that you will continue to teach us, continue to help us, Help us understand and grasp a hold of the realities of who you are as we listen to your word. We pray in Christ's name. 
So if you haven't turned there, page 1076 in the Pew Bible, we are going to be reading from the Holman Christian Standard, which is that Bible that you have in the pew in front of you. So if you get lost in a different version, I'd encourage you to follow along with us. Now hear the word of God. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, to the faithful saints in Christ Jesus at Ephesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted through Jesus Christ for himself, according to his favor and his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he favored us with in the Beloved. We have redemption in him through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he planned in him for the administration of the day of fulfillment, to bring everything together in the Messiah, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. We have also received an inheritance in him, predestined according to the purpose of the one who works out everything in agreement with the decision of his will, so that we who had already put our hope in the Messiah might bring praise to his glory. When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed in him, you were also sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. He is the down payment of our inheritance for the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. This is why, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, who would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. I pray that the perception of your mind may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the glorious riches of his inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his vast strength. He demonstrated this power in the Messiah by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion, and every title given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler who exercises authority over the lower heavens, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and we were by nature children under wrath, as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with the Messiah, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. Together with Christ Jesus, he also raised us up and seated us in the heavens, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us 
in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works so that no one can boast. For we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time so that we should walk in them. So then, remember that at one time you were Gentiles in the flesh, called the circumcised, uncircumcised by those called the circumcised, which is done in the flesh by human hands. At that time you were without the Messiah, excluded from the citizenship of Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of the Messiah, for he is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh, he made no, of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations, so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. He did this so that he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross and put hostility to death by it. When the Messiah came, he proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. The whole building being put together by him grows into a holy sanctuary in the Lord. You are also being built together for God's dwelling in the spirit. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, have heard, haven't you, about the you have heard, haven't you, about the administration of God's grace that He gave to, to me for you? The mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have briefly written above. By reading this, you are able to understand the insight about the mystery of the Messiah. This was not made known to people in other generations, as it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. The Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body and partners of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I was made a servant of the gospel by the gift of God's grace that was given to me by the working of his power. This grace was given to me, the least of all the saints to proclaim to the Gentiles, the incalculable riches of the Messiah and to shed light for all about the administration of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. This is so God's multifaceted wisdom may now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavens. This is according to his eternal purpose accomplished in the Messiah, Jesus, our Lord. In him we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. So then I ask you not to be discouraged over my afflictions on your behalf, for they are your glory. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom who every, every family, family in, in heaven, heaven and, and on earth is named. I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in the inner man through his spirit, and that the Messiah may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and to know the Messiah's love that surpasses knowledge, 
so you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling that you have received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, accepting one another in love, diligently keeping the unity of the spirit with the peace that binds us. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in all. Now grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of the Messiah's gift. For it says, when he ascended on high, he took prisoners into captivity. He gave gifts to people. But what does he ascended mean except that he descended to the lower parts of the earth? The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he personally gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the training of the saints in the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's son, growing into a mature man with stature measured by Christ's fullness. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness in the techniques of deceit. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. From him the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. Therefore, I say this and testify in the Lord, you should no longer walk as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their thoughts. They are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. They became callous and gave themselves over to promiscuity for the practice of every kind of impurity with the desire for more and more. But that is not how you learned about the Messiah, assuming you heard about him and were taught by him, because the truth is in Jesus. You took off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires, You are being renewed in the spirit of your minds. You put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and purity of the truth. Since you put away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. The thief must no longer steal. Instead, he must do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language is to come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need 
so that it gives grace to those who hear. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. All bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander must be removed from you, along with all malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and walk in love as the Messiah also loved us and gave himself for us a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. But sexual immorality and any impurity or greed should not be even heard of among you as is improper for the saints, as is proper for the saints. Coarse and foolish talk or crude joking are not suitable, but rather giving thanks. For know and recognize this, every sexually immoral or impure or greedy person who is an idolater does not have an inheritance in the kingdom of the Messiah and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments, for God's wrath is coming on the disobedient because of these things. Therefore, do not become their partners, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light results in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, discerning what is pleasing to the Lord. Don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to mention what is done by them in secret. Everything exposed by the light is made clear. For what, makes sense, for what makes everything clear is light. Therefore it is said, Get up, sleeper, and rise up from the dead, and the Messiah will shine on you. Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless actions, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music from your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. Wives, submit to your, to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Now as the church submits to Christ, so wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church, since we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This mystery is profound, but I am talking about Christ and the church. To sum up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself, and the wife is to respect her husband. Children, obey your parents as you would the Lord. Because this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land. Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your human masters with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ. Don't work only while being watched in order to please men, but as slaves of Christ, do God's will from your heart. Serve with a good attitude as to the Lord and not to men, 
knowing that whatever good each one does, slave or free, he will receive this back from the Lord. And masters, treat your slaves the same way, without threatening them, because you know that both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. This is why you must take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take the shield of faith, and with it you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, And the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request. And stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that that I I might be be bold bold enough to speak as I should. Tychicus, our dearly beloved brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you all the news about me so that you may be informed. I am sending him to you for this very reason, to let you know how we are and encourage your hearts. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all of you who have an undying love for our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the word of God.